And we're back with another episode of The Money Honey, the show that brings together women in finance, construction, and property. My guest on the show today, we've just been speaking offline, right? We we weren't recording and I literally just had to cut her off and say, stop speaking, stop speaking, because I really want to record what you're saying. She literally didn't even say hello and she went into so much value, so much amazing content that I can't wait to share with you because this is the first time I'll be meeting her. I've never, never met her before. I've never spoken to her before other than uh, a nice message that she she sent me on LinkedIn, which she reiterated and repeated on the call just now, but before recording. And it put me, it really threw me off guard. I was in a really awkward position because she messaged me on LinkedIn saying, your name keeps cropping up in the industry. I've been hearing a lot about you and what you're doing. You know, I'd love to have a chat. And so she started following me. I followed her. And and then I eventually invited her on the show, on the Money Honey show, because of, um, you know, the barriers that she's breaking, how talented this lady is and, you know, what she's what she also stands for. So I'm really excited to bring to you today Juliet. Babulal. I hope I've said her name correctly. She's um, from Seddon's. So Julia is a dual qualified English solicitor. She qualified as a lawyer in Trinidad and Tobago in 2003 and then re-qualified as a solicitor in England and Wales in 2005. I mean, being a lawyer is hard enough as it is, but she had to do it in all the country. Like she's done it in more than one country. I don't know how she's done that. But anyway, Juliet has practiced as a commercial property lawyer and litigator in England since 2005. And is also qualified mediator. Her approach is proactive and practical is what she says. Uh, Juliet's experience is in property litigation with an emphasis on mortgage and banking law and has, uh, you know, this has been this has been proven invaluable in the real estate finance work, which she undertakes at the company Seddon's. She's a strategic thinker, she says. She describes herself as a, as a strategic thinker who is heavy on execution and delivery of results. I mean, to be a lawyer in Trinidad, Tobago and England, you've got to be <laughs> diligent, knowledgeable. You've got to be all about the results, all about the delivery. But she creates strong relationships with her clients as well. And in particular, highlighting her expertise, Juliet did an um, She did an excellent job on the transaction for the record. Everyone has been impressed with her level, knowledge and general diligence on this loan, which has um, been, uh, you know, which had some pressing time requirements. So that's what people say about her, that she does an excellent job. And, um, you know, everyone's really impressed with the level of work she puts into it. So no, honestly, it really needs to come from Juliet. I really want, you know, I just can't wait to, to hear from her. So yeah, let's welcome her on the show. Hi, Juliet. Hi, Hi, Rosalia. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, And thank you for that intro. Um, Yeah, it's... it's, I was was tumbling over my words because I just couldn't wait to (laughs) say so much about you and to bring you on the show. I'm I'm pretty, uh, you know, I'm I'm a a fan of yours already. So thank you for being here. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, it means a lot. I mean, we were talking earlier and we sort of said like, you know, getting that validation from your female counterparts. It's amazing because sometimes, you know, you may be having a bad day and just that little validation is something that you need to hear. So I think, you know, the message really is don't assume that someone knows. Don't assume that, you know, they've got all these accolades and they're, you know, they just know that they're, they, they, they're, they're great. It would be, you know, amazing. It would be welcomed to you know, to, to, to just, just embrace that and compliment them. You know, compliments go a long way. And for me, I'm one of those people who, if I see something and I like it, I will go out of my way to compliment you. And, and that goes out onto strangers as well. But I just think sometimes, you know, there's a lot of energy in that. And you don't realise that you you give someone a smile and later on that smile comes back to you um, in whichever way. And it's just one of those things. It's, it's a motto that I've lived by, whether in the legal world or otherwise. But, you know, so thank you for that. Thank you for you know, for that intro. Oh, no, Julia, the intro is real. It's true. This is, these are, you know, these are your talents. This is the hard work that you've, um, you've put into it. Your personality is the bonus, is the magic, because you've got the qualification. Anyone can get a qualification. But then I met you. And before we even started, started recording, you have that, that, energy about you you lifted me up you know you you're a guest on my show but you came on the show and lifted me I mean, like you said you know you didn't need to say anything at all but you decided to tell me um you know what you've heard about in the industry about me well obviously we have a lot of connections in common my name has been coming up and you've decided to tell me and make me aware that it's all positive it's all been in a good light that I'm being spoken about positively out there and actually that's all behind closed doors I, I was none the wiser you, you didn't have to say anything at all but that's the kind of person you are that beyond your qualifications and your talent you you know it's just being kind isn't it like you said absolutely absolutely and you know it's one of those things when you when you just read the bio and you said you know I, I qualified um in the West Indies I qualified in Trinidad you know, I've been qualified now for 20 years. It's a really long time. And when I came to England, I was 23. I had no family here. I had no connections, nothing. And I, I decided, look, I want to be a solicitor. And one of the differences between the 23-year-old self and myself now is that fear element. I think when we're younger, we're fearless. And as we get older, the world breaks pieces from us. And that fear comes in and it's like, well, can I do this? What are they going to say? What are they going to think? You know, people are going to laugh at me. And, you know, the message really is do it afraid. Just do it afraid. Because this is not a dress rehearsal. This is not, well, I'm gonna have a second chance and in 10 years time, no, you know, do it now, do it now, make your mistakes now, learn, grow, be better and better and better. And that's one of the things, Rosalia, when you compliment people, it's like, we're all links in that chain, that chain gets stronger. You know, you know that I'm a fan, you know that you could come to me, I'm here to support. And that's what I say to say, my, my junior staff that I mentor, I've got, you know, paralegals that I mentor who are now, you know, in training to become lawyers. And I'm like, use every bit of experience to mold you, to graft you, to make you that much stronger. So when you get to my position, you can then share that gold dust with other people coming up you know so it's so important that one you know yes we give off and and we, we 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 collect as well so I've got people that mentor me you know I've got so you know Alison Horton she is like one of the biggest personalities ever I love her our personalities just mesh together but she is like 
she, she's amazing and she's one of my mentors. So, you know, some of the nuggets she gives me, I then pass on to my juniors. And so that's how it works. I think, you know, you fill up and then you, you, you give off. And so that cycle continues. And it's really important as women for us to acknowledge that, you know, gone are the days when, you know, the cat fights and the, I'm competing with you. I mean, I heard something really interesting the other day. It said, you know, you're not my competition because if you were my competition, you would be that measure that I'm using to measure myself with. I need to be my authentic self. I need to be my best self. And in that, I'm going to fly because we're all created for different things. We've all got different strengths. And when we embrace that, we become better. There's no time to sit down and be jealous of that one and, you know, wish you had that one and badmouth that, that, you know, use your energies for other things. And that's, you know, whether it's, again, in the legal world, professional world, personal life, you know, that is a piece of advice that, you know, I've used throughout the years. Wow. I mean, I am totally with you. Like, I, I that's how I talk to myself on a daily basis. You know, there's, <laughs> for me, there's collaboration over competition. I am my own competition. I, all I'm trying to do is be better than I was yesterday. Just that extra bit better, you know, 1% better than I, than I performed yesterday in my work, in the gym, in my personal life. You know, I'm not measuring myself proactively against other people because, I think there's a space for everybody to win. You know, there's space for everyone to win in their own way. You know, no one's no one's trying to outdo someone else. You know, I don't expect to be the only social media manager out there in the world. I don't expect to be the only podcaster out there in the world. You know, I'm not the only one doing this. And actually, alone, I wouldn't be doing very much at all because it's mm. just too much to do on your own. So actually, the more people can can grow with you and the more people you can lift up and that whole process of what you've just described which is you know you feel someone fills you up so you can fill someone else up well we have that philosophy in our business in Manuka Media which is positive pollination that's what we call it we call it positive pollination because the lavender fields do not get produced by one bee right it's not just one bee that drops the pollen it's thousands of bees that are storming around pop, dropping the pollen and that's what they're doing they're helping the fields flourish because they're dropping the pollen and that's what we're doing here today you know so this bit of pollen we call it gold dust magic dust unicorn dust whatever you want to call it you know i call it positive pollination and it's my job today to bring people like you to the limelight so mm -hmm. what would you like no. people to know yeah interesting when you just said about positive pollination yes it's about having lots of bees and 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 the pollen process happens and then you know a new stock of 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 of, of uh fauna flora that just you know flourishes etc but i think studies show that with bees if they don't pollinate so if they you know they fill up they actually die why yeah that's the stagnation. So it's not about, you know, oh, I'm going to get all of it for me and I'm not going to share with other people or I'm not going to give off. And that's what growth is. Um, and so, you know, you've got to share some of what you've got. I always say as well, like things like these, you know, coming on a podcast or speaking with someone that you've never spoken to, that pushes you into a realm that you're, you've not necessarily been exposed to, but it grows you, you know, it harnesses, you know, I do a lot of Q and A's with my clients and it's one of those things. Yes, it's a unique selling point in you're always thinking, well, how are they going to receive me? And I'm like, look, the more of this you do, the better you're going to get. People are going to give you feedback. You take that feedback on. 
but it's about getting yourself out of that comfort zone because you can talk yourself out of doing something. And so when you keep thinking, thinking, oh, can I, and all the excuses come, and then you get on to other people who might be, who might give you further excuses just not to do whatever it is you want to do. And so I think having you know yourself surrounded by the right bees, those bees that are going to say to you, look, let's get on that field, let's pollinate, let's get a a fresh uh, stock of flowers on that field, you know, and let's go on to a next field the next year. And that's when you look back and you're like, wow, you know, you really are just as good as um, the people that you surround yourself with. And so it's so important to find the right community to build you up, you know, but then also to find the right community to give, give the pollen to as well. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's your energy. You need to preserve that energy and you can't yeah. just drop it to anyone because people will suck that life out of you so speaking of supportive environments who do you spend your time with how do you find support in the industry so I mean I've been very lucky I've had some really great mentors so when I started off I I mean I came here when I was 23 the law society said look you know you, you we can't get you on the role you're too you're too young you need to get one year of experience in an area of law that you've never done and I thought, well, who's going to hire me to get one year of experience in, in an area of law that I've never done? That's just, uh, you're just basically telling me, pack my bags and go back to the West Indies. And, uh, you know, again, that's where sort of the mental strength comes in, because you can use that. You can become bitter or you can become better. And I was like, look, I'm not going to suck on those lemons. I'm not going to become bitter. I'm going to make my lemonade. I'm going to put in some sugar, put in some water and make that lemonade and get this done. And I sent about 200 letters telling people, this is my predicament. Can you please help me? Can someone give me that training in an area of law that I've not yet done? And a couple of weeks later, I got that interview and I started doing mortgage litigation. And that's when my litigation background started, got the experience and became, uh, uh, you know, became a solicitor on the on the role of England and Wales. Um, so the people that I worked for, I worked for a two partner firm at that time. The two partners there were, were you know, they were amazing. Um, I've got amazing parents as well. I mean, they don't live in England, but, you know, they are always a phone call away. And I think just having that is something I never take for granted you know they are they are team Juliet thick and thin and that's something I you know I, I embrace um the firm that I currently work for Seddens you know I've got an amazing head of real estate department he you know he is just completely all open door he will listen he will sit with you he will strategize with you and it's really good to have that hand holding to the point where I used to be afraid of going out there to sort of meet new clients and I'd say to him oh I'll never get a client never and he'd be like yes you will yes you will and you know I kept hearing that voice to the point now where I mean I just randomly like yourself message people on LinkedIn hi you know, do you want to have a coffee? And so those barriers get broken when you have the right people pushing you, you know, but it's also about saying, look, I can't put too much pressure on something because it might break. So you need to know exactly how much pressure to put on that thing at the time. And so as you grow, like the pressure I can take now is a lot more than I could have, say, five years ago, for example, because I've seen that growth. But um, but yeah, so I've had I've had great experiences with the people around me. I've had, you know, strong women in my, so, uh, you know, I met Alison, she's she's amazing. She's always at these property shows, et cetera. Lots of other women um, in those women groups that I, you know, that, that we, we sometimes have chat groups and things and, you know, people want a safe place to express a problem that they might be having. You know, we have these WhatsApp groups and things like that. Um, but I'd say, you know, I was very lucky, great parents, and I've had good seniors in the positions that I've been, uh, that I've worked at. 
Well, Julia, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because you keep saying you're very lucky, you're very lucky, but none of what you've just described is luck. You you weren't just sitting at home and it was just landed on your lap. Like that's not what luck is. I think you're you didn't I don't think you've given yourself enough credit. You said you sent out 200 letters to firms to see if they would take you in. That's not lucky. That's hard work. You put yourself out there. You wrote to people. You you were honest and open and said, look, I need help. And someone eventually took you in and helped you. That's not lucky. You you get lucky if you are, like they say, action. Uh, sorry, like they say, you know, uh, preparation meets luck, you know, and that's how it's all. Mm -hmm. But actually the missing ingredient is action. And you took action. You did something with it, right? So that's definitely number one. And I commend you for that. And I think it's really important that for the listeners, you don't take away from this, oh, she was just lucky. Because no, Juliet wasn't lucky. Juliet worked for this. So that's definitely something I want to highlight. The Thank second you. thing is support groups. So, okay, the lucky part is that you were born with nice parents, right? And that some people are unlucky and maybe they don't have that support. But you've then created a network for yourself and you've gone to form relationships where you can get more support. Like Alison Houghton Caulfield, who's been on the show before, like her. I know you know Maria Harris, I think, don't you? Yeah. You've been, yeah. yeah. So you've cultivated and, these and relationships. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that those um those mentors are really important and i i completely agree with your first point rosalia because you know perhaps saying you know i was lucky is just kind of i guess downplaying it a little bit because you've got to you've got to add action to the mix you know people i see them they read the secrets and it's like yeah i'm just gonna believe i'm gonna believe i'm gonna believe and it's gonna happen like hold on a minute but what are you doing have you even written down what your you know what your intentions are what your goals are have you even done that you know um so it's not just about being inactive. You you do have to be proactive. And I do think that that proactivity mixed with a bit of good energy, you know, that good vibe, because, you know, the intention when I sent those letters out was, you know, I'm something good is going to happen. Something good is going to happen. And the, the reality is there were lots of rejections that came through that door. And again, those rejections were those templated letters. So I just looked at them and thought, look, I'm just an entity to you. you. You know, you didn't even read my 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 letter, my email. You didn't even read it. You just sent me back. Sorry, no, we haven't got any room, you know, try there or whatever it is. I thought, what am I? And it's so easy to look at that and have that form part of your um you know your your mindset and then it just dampens your whole day and then you get into this spiral of depression and it's like, hold on. But I've gotten to those points and I think, yes, you need to like embrace that. In fact, actually, I would I will uh, say this. I wrote a book. So the book is on Amazon, but it's not, oh. I mean, it's a long time ago, a long time ago. But the book so is a book. I'm trying to write a book. It's hard to write a book. So tell me, tell me, where is this book? What's it called? It's a booklet, I'd say. Let's say it's only 42 pages, very short. But the, the reasoning behind it, and it, it has to do with the point I was trying to make, I was made redundant for a, a short period of time. But during that redundancy period, I was sort of like, why was it me? Was it because I didn't qualify in this country? Was I not good enough? And all of those things kept processing in my mind. You know, why me? Why not someone else? And I thought, look, again, that whole bitter, better syndrome, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to use this to make me bitter. This is a stepping stone in my life to reschedule the, the the journey so I'm not taking that route anymore another route has been set to, for me and I'm going to embrace that route I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to stay at the roadside and start begging and start saying woe is me and feeling sorry for myself and you do need those moments and I think sometimes you just need to like 
bask in that. But when you are in that moment for too long, you then need to kick yourself out of it and say, actually, no, I was made for more. And you then have to get yourself on that mental process and get yourself realigned. And that book is called My Redundancy Discovery. And one of the things that I've discovered was that, you know, life happens. We're on this wheel. We're on the hamster's wheel. We're turning, 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 turning. But where are we going? That hamster's going nowhere. You're rocking on that rocking chair and you're rocking, rocking, rocking. But where are you going at the end of the day? Nowhere. And so the redundancy for me was that realignment that I needed. So instead of looking at it in a negative way, I looked at it as, well, actually, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So the universe, God, whatever your higher belief is realigned me for somewhere else and that's where I took myself and then so I've got positive affirmations in the book that allows you to rebuild who you are because you are strong you are powerful you are here on earth for a purpose you know and when you find that purpose and you become one with that then you feel a sense of peace and that's ultimately what you're searching for you know money doesn't give you that and while money gives you great things that peace if it's not there you know it just you're not at one and I think that's what we're here for to find that piece so whatever's thrown your way is usually a gift and although it doesn't look like a gift at the time we have to look at it and we have to look at it as a stepping stone it's not a, a stone in your way but it's a stepping stone you step over that and you continue your journey and that being able to step that energy that you use to step over that is part of your growth process and, and ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the definition of a money honey. This is exactly <laughs> why Juliet is a money honey, because this just just everything you've just said. I firstly, firstly, I feel like you wrote the book that has been in my drafts for a very long time, for over two years now. So there's there's two books I'm trying to write. One is obviously business related, which is, you know, to help financial advisors and mortgage brokers become more visible on social media and how to build a personal brand. That's more of like a practical how to, you know, business related book. But the book that I, you see, this is the, the adult you said earlier about, you know, as you get older, the fears and things like that. But see, the book that I wanted to publish two years ago was about my redundancy discovery journey, um, Juliet. So I don't know how long you've been following me and, and anyone new to the show, if you've never met me before. The reason I started the Manuka Media business uh, to, well, nearly three years ago was because I was a business development manager working for a bank, got made redundant after having been on furlough during the pandemic. I never went back to my job, okay? I was told, okay, you can stay at home permanently now, basically. And that redundancy that hit me was the rebirth to the entrepreneurial spirit I had lost. And mm -hmm. so I wrote down, you know, you can be bitter or you can be better. And I remember that feeling of, hold on a minute, you just don't know who you just made redundant here. Like, and it wasn't against them because we've left on good terms. And I appreciate that, that job that I had. I love everything about my previous job. Uh, I would have gone back. I actually, after furlough, would have gone back. I would have won, you know, I'm not going to be here saying, oh yeah, I was going to quit anyway. I was never going to quit. I liked my job. But I used that situation that happened to me out of the blue. I never expected it. And I do have a higher belief. You know, I, I believed that God put something in my path that was always meant for me, but I was playing it safe. I was going down the employee route. I, I wasn't fully coming into and owning my own space. So 
that book, Juliet, that I want to write about my own redundancy story is in my drafts. It's there. You know, I've, I've started to share that story. I never I just never released it. So I think I'm going to buy your book and I'm going to use that as a sign. Um, you have been assigned to kind of share my story on that because other people would benefit from it. I know they would because I know at the time when I was made redundant and I announced on LinkedIn that I was starting this business, I had so many phone calls from other BDMs, from other employed account managers who were like, Roz, I don't know if I'm going to go back to my job. I, How are you doing it? How did you do that? You know, was it, you know, how did, did you find it easy, Juliet, to tr transition from redundancy to where you are now? So, yeah, I mean, I, I got made redundant and, and this was, this was the thing. I mean, I was redundant for like three weeks, which was just, um, I know, you know, it's not a long time. Um, and I kept saying positive affirmations during that time, just to say, look, your worth and value doesn't come from your job. Your worth, and, and often you do that, you define yourself by the things you have. And unfortunately, these things are going to fail you because they're never going to be enough. So you've got to find, again, it's that peace inside here. When you have that, no job defines you because you know that there is something better for you. And that's why you're in that space. Um, I wrote this book to help people to say those affirmations when you forget who you are and you forget how strong you are and life has beaten you up a bit. Those affirmations are to reestablish those building blocks in your mind so that you get to that position of strength. So you can then think, well, what is it? What was I meant to do? You know, that little girl, what was her dream? Why has that dream gone gone away? Why is it lost? So it's more of a booklet. It's not, you know, a huge book, but it was more to sort of say, look, when you are emotional, you can't think straight. And so yes. that's, yeah, you can't. And we are emotional creatures. You know, you find like a man, I would say their brain is like a, a like a, um, a satsuma. You know, they have little segments. So with them, you know, they get upset, but they can go and play on the golf course because the upset part of the segment is there, but they don't mix it with the golf course part or the business part. So they have segments in their brain. Our brain as women is like, we're like, they all scramble together. <laughs> Everything is affected. You know, you can't, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't do that. Everything's affected because it just is the driver. You know, all, everything's muscled into one. And so this was, a, this book was aimed at getting you out of that emotional uh, rump and getting you back on track so then you can then think clearly because when that you know lid is lifted you're then you're like oh right now I see the light now I know where I'm meant to be and where I'm meant to go and that was where because I was in that place but I was quickly able to recalibrate um and and think myself out of that and I kept saying really positive things and then the the company that made me redundant called me up and said you know we've made a mistake and I thought to myself well, you know, it's one of those things you can easily say, well, I don't want you anymore, which I didn't had gone back to them, you know, and again, life is different for everyone. Um, it's not about having false pride or cutting your nose off to spite your face. You've got to do, you've got to know you. And somehow, as I said, you know, your mind is, uh, is full of blocks. And as life continues, you fill it with these blocks, but you shouldn't lose yourself. And often we do, we lose ourselves for other people, for, you know, goals, we're trying to please other people. And then when you get to a later stage in your life and you look back and you think, was this really me? I think the saddest thing is when you've lost yourself on that journey. And that's what redundancy does. It allows you to pause, that pause that you wouldn't otherwise give yourself and recalibrate. 
But I think that's why sometimes the, the redundancy sends people down a negative spiral because that pause and the break that they've just been given has allowed certain emotions or beliefs about themselves to come to the surface because when you're busy you don't notice those emotions and you you bury them and you just think oh I, I'm busy but let me tell you when I was sat here during the pandemic and I was watching my my laptop came to be picked up my phone um, my car my white BMW car was driven away that's when you start stripping away the layers of what do you identify with did I identify as this high earning BD, well, I say high earning, very, you know, reasonable salary. It wasn't like rockstar money, but it was a reasonable BDM salary. But I had all the gadgets that came with it. You know, I was like working from home and then I had a team and then I had the car and I had the phone and the laptop. And then all of a sudden, all of that got stripped away. And then, like you said, you start realizing, hold on a minute, that's, those things are not who I am right? That's not what defines what I am. So I had to redefine. And like you said, recalibrate, I had to realign myself with what do I do? You know what? Do you know what? I've not since that BMW was driven away. I have not replaced it with another car. Mm -hmm. Because what I realized was, but it's not the car that I want, like, I don't need another car. So it's not like I then went out and bought a Mercedes or bought a Porsche or bought a bigger car and better car. We are now a one car. I'm, I'm proud to say that one thing that has stuck, just one of the many things, but during COVID, we we walked so much and we we made do with one car that that's how our life has stayed now. We are a one car family. We've got a sensible Kia Kia car, you know, really, really sensible. And I don't need two shiny cars on the driveway because that is what I used to align status and success with, right? So that's just one tiny example. Yeah, I was going to say as well, if the redundancy hadn't happened, you would have woken up one day and those things wouldn't have given you the buzz that they they, they did yeah. at that time. And you would have been like, what, what, what whirlwind am I in? So yeah. at some it does ooze out. It's like a toothpaste tube. You know, when you squeeze the toothpaste, toothpaste is going to come out. And when you get squeezed, when you're in that situation and you get squeezed, what's coming out of you? And mm. that's the that you're going through in life. You know, we don't know what we've got until we're put under pressure. Like, you know, so you, you've gone through that and you dealt with it, you know, at that stage of your life. But later on, you'd have been like, yeah, you know, you'd have gotten, let's say you had a Bentley after the BMW. After a while, the Bentley would just lose its, its you know, what, what it's, it's, um, you know, it's zeal. You would be like, you know, and I need the next best thing. I need to travel by helicopter. I can't come down. To <laughs> yeah. And so that, that's the human thing, the flesh in us, you know, so we're spiritual beings. And, you know, someone once explained to me, look, you don't go into the garbage and eat the garbage, do you? So why do you feed your flesh? Why do you feed your spirit garbage? Why do you feed your mind garbage? You know, you have to nourish your mind just as you nourish your body. And Absolutely. so it's really important to look at these things and think, well, actually, no, that car doesn't define me. Actually, I'm better than that car. And whatever, whatever I travel in, you know, I'm still valuable. Yeah, I love that. Right. I mean, listen, I feel like we should have done this over some cocktails or some dinner. I feel like I've just gained a a coaching session out of this I feel like I've gained a pep talk or 
you know, like I feel like just calling you on like a Monday morning, like, hey, Juliet, help me set up for the day. Like it, it's just, it's been so, so empowering to to hear how you how you speak and how it how naturally this motivation or this empowering way of speaking comes out of you. Like it's unscripted, it's unplanned, but it feels so solid and so part of who you are. But that's it's, it. Yes, there's no point in me sort of selling you a recipe that that doesn't work for me. It works for me. I mean, people see me walking around with a smile and they think, oh, yeah, everything's hunky-dory. I mean, I can't tell you how many how many decks I'm shuffling at any one time. I've got so many things on, you know, not just my career, but I've got I've got an Italian restaurant. I'm finishing off my master's in construction law. Um, I do mentoring. I'm part of this chief women's network, which will have you at the chief um the clubhouse I'll, I'll i'll get you in there at some stage so that you can meet the other woman but i'm doing a lot and i don't if i stop to think oh my god i'm doing a lot it can be overwhelming and so i i kind of just take that pause and i take everything in stride and i do what i have to do to achieve what i have to achieve and it happens you know and again my story isn't someone else's story but if there's something that i have that i can then support the next woman that's what i'm all about i'm all about that because you said something i was looking at one of your interests um a couple of months ago i think and you said something like you know there was never a podcast space for women and you thought why not i'm gonna do it and i love that because that yeah. just shows that you were fearless you just did it you know what there is a space for that i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and that's yeah. why we all have that attitude you know let's just do it and you know what the worst is you can fail but then failure what is failure you can just pick yourself up and again recalibrate do it another way and get on with it you know yeah the failure is a lesson if more than anything I mean I, I have no idea how this show was going to go I didn't know if I was going to be able to get speakers I didn't know I, I had no no intentions for it to be anything other than well if I feel this way and other people feel this way someone has to step up someone has to be the first one that goes someone has to give give something to get something back and I feel like with this episode just since not just this episode but with all the speakers I feel like just me showing up here and pressing the record button is not the hard work. That's not the hard part that everyone thought was the hard part. And they were like, oh, someone has to start a podcast. Like, I just press record. And it, the hard work comes from brave people like yourself who are willing to speak up, who are willing to show up and who are willing to use their spare time, the little spare time that they have in their busy lives to make a dent and impact other people. And that's the that's the hard part. I'm just here pressing record. Well, I'm I'm just... Step in there, Rosalia, because earlier you picked me up on it and you said, look, you said it was luck and it wasn't luck. You worked hard. And I'm going to say you are that foundation that allows people like me to come on this forum. So you're doing a tremendous job in terms of creating this forum for women and getting us. Yes, yes, we take time out of our schedules to come on here. But that is because you've created this wonderful forum, this wonderful vibe that, you know, that, that women can come in a safe place, be themselves, learn and, you know, just connect. So, you know, kudos to you for that. You've done, you know, really, really well. And I mean, going first, stairheading something isn't always easy because you don't know what's coming your way. You don't know what the repercussions are. You don't know what the feedback is. So that's a very, very brave thing. And it's cool. something that's And, you know, people can learn from that. The, the younger well, ones really... learn from that. Oh, I'm, I'm touched and very, very happy that this has been received so well, that you get so much energy and power from this just 
chat like literally that's all I wanted I just wanted to chat to some like it's lonely being in business it's you know mm -hmm. I'm a business I, I do have people working for me but you know they 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 do what I say and they do what I want and you know it's not um they're not leaders in in, in the same way right so sometimes it's just nice to be surrounded by like-minded people someone who gets what I'm going through or someone who can can lift me up and inspire yeah. me so um but watch this space. There's going to be a live, a live money, honey. This is the first I've ever announced it. So <laughs> anyone tuning in and, and Juliet, you can be my witness to this. But there will be a live money, honey event coming soon where we'll do a live show uh, with panel speakers, with keynote speakers. So there will be a live event and all the previous speakers will be invited. New speakers and listeners will come to the show. But be be warned. You must come in your full glam. I don't care if it's a pink ball gown, a yellow ball gown. It's going to be, you know, <laughs> sparkly cocktails and all the works, like everything, right? You can even come dressed as a unicorn if you want. But it's going to be the full works, the full glam, the full experience of this, what it's like online. Imagine what it will be like face to face. So... Yes, I will soon announce. I'm planning on, um, you know, when to best host the, the, the show and the event. But yeah, I would love to have someone like you there. Um, I am here to support, you know, and even for people listening, I'm just here to support. You know, it's one of those things where it's my way of giving back, you know, being yes. in the industry for such a long time. I sometimes wish I had, you know, say a female mentor, you know, doing holding my hand. Um, and I found mentors. There was something you said the other day about, you know, yes, you know, people need to ask as well. It's not just yeah. about, you know, just, just saying, yeah, I need a mentor and not asking. You need to ask because how will someone know if if you need mentor, if you don't ask them? You know, so it works both ways. But I think people need to be educated. And that's what this is doing. This is actually saying, look, it's okay to ask. You know, someone might be busy and you might get a little no for now but eventually they'll come around to it. So, you know, things like this educate younger minds in terms of the do's and don'ts and what they can do in, in approaching, you know, in approaching older women, mentors, etc. So absolutely. You know, how do we know what you need if you don't know that you need it and that, you know, you haven't made yourself known? So even yeah. when I say, you know, if you want to be on the show, I'm actually going to stop asking people to be on the show right because i want to see who comes forward right mm -hmm. a lot of people come because i've asked them and i'm not in a in a rush to grow right there might not be any speakers if i if i choose to do this right there might not be any speakers for 2 months but i want to see who brings themselves forward and i'm going to post about that and say look if you want more female faces out there on the screen you have to be the female face that puts females out there on the screen agree it's about accountability and exactly. you need Health. And you know what? You said something intriguing as well in your email. You said, look, it's it's it can be daunting. This can be a daunting process. Putting yourself out there, being, being on, a, on, a, on a podcast, saying stuff, it can be daunting. But you know what? You've got a story that people want to hear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how senior you are, how experienced you are, what background you have, what qualifications and awards. You might just be that speaker that that listener hasn't been able to identify with and then you come along and they're like yes that's yeah. that's who I am and that's why we need a big diversity a big variety of, of people on the show um because we we want to embrace 
every walk of life for everybody I'm, I'm trying to be as diverse as I possibly can because it comes natural to me you know I've always me being Italian like I, I grew up in Italy um, yeah that's what you said you have an Italian restaurant I was like hello can I come like where is this Italian restaurant it's in North London it's in Finchley oh I'm in um Hertfordshire so Finchley I could just drive oh, there and like Please, right, let's chat offline. Text me. Definitely, definitely. Please. Oh, my gosh. I'm always looking for, like, a nice new Italian. So um, please text me the details. I'm going to share your LinkedIn, if that's okay, in the in the, in the the notes. Yeah. And also, you need to text me a link to your book, because I also want to share that in the show notes, because I think it's important that you get that story out there to the whatever you want to call it, booklet, leaflet, pamphlet, doesn't matter. I think I would love to read about it. And if you're happy for me to, I would love to share it with the listeners as well. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, if it helps, there was one person that put it something on, um, on Amazon, it's available on Amazon. And she said, you know, been through redundancy and this book helped me. It helped me so much during that time. And that's what it's all about. Just, you know, helping people. Um, but it's, it's what I just said to you. Sometimes you think no one wants to hear my story. Why? Why do you know mm. it's a boring story? But actually there's so many people out there just yearning for that, um, that experience and Agreed. that you could impact and put on them. It's, it's just important to, to, to share what you've been through so people can learn and grow from that. Agreed. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, guys, if you've been listening, thank you again for um, being here with me and Juliet in spirit. Thank you for um, watching or listening in the background. Give Juliet a big thumbs up. Like she deserves a massive like. Like it just takes a split second. Give her a nice uh, gift today that you you just showed her. You know what? I've been listening and I valued it. Just show her the value that you've got from that. By also reaching out, perhaps perhaps today is the day that you reach out to someone and give them a little validation, just a little comment to say, do you know what, this helped me or this stood out to me or because you said X, Y, Z, this is what I got from it. Because honestly, we don't know it sometimes. We really don't. We don't think the same as what the listeners are thinking, right? We're just sitting here talking and we don't know what's coming across. So please, any um, any feedback, any validation, um, I, I I really highly encourage it. And, and again, don't forget to subscribe to the show because if you want to hear about more and more speakers and you want this show to get bigger and you want to be part of this positive pollination, then you have to be part of it. And it might just be clicking like, it might be being a speaker, it might be nominating a speaker, whatever your contribution, it might just start with that little subscription or that like or that sharing. So please play your part in whatever capacity you are comfortable playing. Thank you again. And Thank you, Juliet. My pleasure. Can I just leave with one little nugget? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah I read this thing. It's an acronym. It's KEY, K-E-Y. And it, right. it means keep educating yourself. And I think yes. that for us girls out there, you know, the Money Honey is an excellent forum to educating yourself. Education doesn't mean going to university necessarily and having that formal education, but it's about growth. And forums like the Money Honey are just the forums to allow us to keep educating ourselves. That's exactly, exactly. Thank you, Julia. I love that. K-E-Y, keep educating yourself. That is exactly what we're here for. But either you're learning something or you're teaching something, but we're all learning from one another. So either be on the show because you want to share a message or be on the show because you want to listen to a message. Either way, you are welcome in whatever capacity you like.
Amazing. Thank you, Juliet. Thank you.